So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Alltag. And thanks as always to our supporting partners, 3X Logic, Aura, Lodge Service and Intrepid Security. Now my guest this week is Cameron Blair. Cameron is the National Retail Manager at MA Services. Now I guess Cameron is what you might classify as a seasoned professional after being in the field of loss prevention investigations for some 25 years. His journeys included various roles within the realm of risk and loss prevention, more on that in a moment, establishing himself with many different ways of working within a variety of retailers, supermarkets, fashion department stores, etc. Now, five years ago, he took the leap to join MA Services, which, as we'll hear, is a provider of security services, among many other things. Effectively, MA is the exact opposite of where he'd been building his career in retail. Now, Cameron's known for being particularly passionate about organised retail crime. He gets very excited at the mention of ORC and certainly how it's shifted in Australia over the past few years from not being acknowledged at all to now being a primary focus that has demanded specialist services for retailers, which dovetails in very nicely to Cameron. Welcome. Thank you very much, Paul. Glad to be here. So it's interesting. Um, uh, when you Google yourself or look on LinkedIn, there's quite a, a, a varied background and a few bits of information about you, which always uh, bodes well for uh, for a guest to go off at random uh, tangents. So uh, we'll see where we go. But I want you to go way back when, young Cameron, in his short trousers at school, what was the intended career what did you actually want to do uh interesting question so i was very heavily into into sports and and uh you know coaching and you know i, I love being part of team sports and that was kind of you know where i thought i would would end up and then uh you know law enforcement was always uh, always in the back of my mind and uh then we sort of moved into areas such as investigations and things and that was kind of what really drove me you know that uh, we, we don't have bounty hunters in in, in uh, australia but that that would be ideal for, for someone like myself, right? So uh, next best thing is, you know, loss prevention and uh, investigation. So uh, it was kind of always that direction, that, that leading and building teams and, and then sort of uh, into, uh, into LP. Cool, there you go. Well, I've, I've now, I'm never going to unsee you as a bounty hunter every time we meet. So, uh, <laughs> so, so what was the very first uh, career move? Where did you end up? And then talk me through a few sort of milestones along the journey. Yeah, so pretty much uh, as I turned 18, was able to get my security license uh, and uh, straight away sort of joined uh, loss prevention. And, uh, you know, many years ago, there were there were a number of smaller, um, you know, uh, uh, industries where they could you know, do covert to loss prevention. But there was all sort of, you know, a, a subcontracted model, I suppose, for, for bigger retailers. You know, it was never... Uh, an in-house model. So you were able to, I suppose, back then sort of jump from ship to ship and, and kind of do different areas. And that's kind of where I sort of found my feet sort of jumping from, from different areas. Um, and then all of a sudden you sort of get your, your first sort of win on the board and uh, then you sort of uh, identify a, a, you know, a big investigation, which you know, most of us in this industry do, right? It, it's kind of, that's what you thrive on. You, you find something, uh, the business sort of uh, recognises it. And then from there, um, you know, you, you go into to LP. Uh, and most of us within this niche, I suppose, have you know, gone through LP and to, to management to, um, and into the next level of risk mitigation, et cetera. So um, something similar to, to my career path, I suppose. Yeah, and so it was all sort of the retailer focus, the investigations, and then MA Services came along and you, and you made the, the flip there. So tell me about 
your role and remit at MA. But maybe before you start that, for those that don't know the business, how would you describe what MA does? So MA is a uh, security provider, uh, and then we provide a whole lot of other services. So uh, traditionally, it uh, uh, started out about 10 years ago, uh, Mickey Ahuja, who's uh, the managing leader, um, you know, we had this vision of, of creating a, a security company. And I suppose because we're somewhat immature, um, we're able to grow with, with clients. So what MA Services uh, Group does now is we provide you know, a range of uniform services, covert uh, operatives, we do surveillance, we do OIC. Uh, patrols and you know now we've moved into cleaning divisions we have electronic divisions we do cctv we do patrol so it's it's just growing and expanding rapidly and uh you know the the benefit of having someone like mickey you know oversee it all is that you know we trust his people and we're able to build bigger teams and we're able to mature with with, with our clients and that's so exciting so uh, uh i suppose getting back to your point I, I received a phone call and it was mickey who uh, asked me to come across and he said uh, he needed me for a particular uh, portfolio, which was was retail loss prevention, not something I had, had done before, as we said. Um, you know, I was always on the other side, but I suppose the the absolute benefit is that I, I know what, what the clients want. I know what their pain points are. You know what? I know where their uh, where their shrinks coming from. So we're able now to to put you know a, a team out there to really you know help mitigate the the shrink that's occurring and then really look at some of these OR, OIC offenders, right, that uh, are absolutely causing so much damage uh, to some of these retailers. So that's kind of where I am. And now, uh, yeah, pretty much oversee the, uh, the the national division of uh, of all retail. And, and I have to say, wherever and whenever I talk to anybody in the Australian market or go anybody, go anywhere in Australia, uh, MA, in particular you, uh, and never far from anybody's conversations. And you'll be pleased to know it's it's generally in a, in a good light because you are the man that seems to be everywhere, everybody's talking about. And I guess because you do get the pain points, you're always super enthusiastic. And I don't think the word no even exists in your vocabulary. So yes, we'll do that. And then I'm guessing somebody somewhere in the background of you then makes all of your crazy ideas and acceptances happen that yeah absolutely you know uh, uh and i am very lucky and very beneficial that you know i'm in an industry that i absolutely love um you know and the people that that i've got around me support that as well so you know the phone calls you know they, they happen all the time and as you said i don't say no i love the challenge i love looking at puzzles i love you know trying to work out the, the best ways and you know when things don't quite go to plan then I'm the first one to, to jump on and, you know, let's work out a better way to do things. So, you know, my team around me, as you know, as you said, you know, they, they kind of get me and understand it and I'm a million miles ahead. And then they sort of all come behind me with what I've kind of put to, to put to put into plan, I suppose. So no, it's really good. And, and, you know, I mean, there's a huge list. I mean, you, you ran through everything that MA does. What on earth does your day to day look like i mean what takes up the bulk of your time at the moment cameron sits down opens the laptop and you know i get emails from you at, i'm like okay that must be two <laughs> o'clock in the morning and it's like you know what, so i have no idea when your day starts but but what does it look like yeah look it absolutely looks like that we we schedule in uh, a lot of meetings and, and because i'm national i've got, uh, got a lot of my team who nationally so i have a, a lot of one-on-ones with them and we catch up around our clients and the clients needs and, and what they want and 
you know, now we're sort of moving into that real coaching role because we have, you know, uh, Australia's sort of largest uh, covert team. Um, you know, we're running close to 300 coverts now uh, nationally, you know, and that's on top of our uniform division as well. So uh, for us to be able to run that uh, in in the way in which we do, we we really need to be close to close to the team. And that, you know, now coaching role sort of coming back uh, back into to what I do on a daily basis. So, you know, it really is the, the coaching. We do a lot of teams and, and best practice, you know, our, our debriefing sessions, because a lot of my team deal with a lot of undesirables on a day-to-day basis. You know, it's, it's up to us to, to really work out a safer strategy or, and best practice for how to handle these situations. And, you know, we're, the, the industry has shifted somewhat, as, as you sort of, you know, rightly mentioned, that ORC wasn't around, you know, a few years back, but now it's, it's on the forefront of everyone's mind. Coupled with that, become, you know, comes a lot of risk. And, and uh, you know, when we're, you know, uh, apprehending a lot of these people and, and dealing with them, uh, you've got to work out better ways to do things and new strategies. So uh, for my team, they're, they're, them being safe is absolutely paramount for me. Yeah, and it's, it's a big challenge. Uh, you, you touched on 300 coverts there, which I'm fascinated. Uh, and, and I know you, you sort of, you touch on it and then don't talk about it a great deal because they're coverts. <laughs> but tell me a little bit more about the operatives, how people are, using them what sort of phone calls you get how because i know that part of the business is just you know it's huge isn't it and growing yeah yeah it is you know and i'm probably really fortunate because i've been you know doing this role for some time and there'll be there'll be many others that you know that get it and understand what i'm talking about that you know you, you can see it but to train that into someone is possible and um you know for us to I always say now that you know when people are, are in the in their stores doing what they do, um, you know our work really starts when they leave the store. You know, uh, understanding you know that that person's sort of personality and and you know really getting to their uh, the psychological uh, the the psychology of of you know particular offenders. That's kind of where we've led to nowadays. Um, the psychology of offenders is really big when they leave a store. You know that fight or flight uh, emotion is so real. Um, and, you know, we've done a lot of study around when the best and safest time is to apprehend, you know, certain individuals. And, um, you know, for us, um, you know, as I said before, the, the safety part and actually being able to interact with that person in a safe manner. Um, and they've got their backstories too, right? Although, so we, we get that and, and you have to drive that into it. And we really look at the, the respect part of it. So, you know, it, it's a, it it's a, forms a lot when, you know, we have... <laughs> I think 1,200 incidents a week um, that, that we deal with, right? So, um, and out of that, you've got, you know, 10 or 12 that, you know, can be serious and then you sort of narrow it down from there. Just fascinating. So I don't know whether you can do this or not, but can you share some of the retailers or, you know, brands and users that you work with either from a, probably not from a covert perspective, but from a guarding or some of the other parts? I mean, just, just give us a flavour for who's using you guys. Yeah, so so Coles is, is uh, one of our major clients. Uh, obviously, we do uh, that nationally. We do both uniform covert uh, for for, uh, for Coles, uh, Bunnings, who's uh, a big hardware store retailer here. We look after them. Chemist Warehouse is one of ours. Dan Murphy's, which is uh, uh, liquor, um, Kmart. Um, yeah, we've we've got a, a number of uh, retailers that we uh, certainly uh, share and, and chat with on a, on a daily basis. And you know, I think it's it's good to have those relationships you know everyone's sort of come from similar to where i've come from too to so to be able to have those healthy relationships you know really makes this industry a, a lot of fun you know i really enjoy you know 
being at work or coming to work or, or doing work, I suppose. And, and what do you think it is about MA? Why, why are you attracting big national and international retail brands to work with you? What, what's the, I mean, other than your uh, infectious enthusiasm, uh, which will, will, will go so far, but, you know, there's clearly some substance behind what's going on as well. What, why, why do you think MA is growing so quickly? What is different? Uh, yeah, I think, Paul, as I touched on before, because we can mature with our clients, you know, clients are always looking for something new. And because we're not set in our ways, we don't have sort of a concrete um, platform to work to. We don't have you know, concrete positions for people. You know, we're, we're all really transient. And the team that I've got around me, you know, is, is a wealth of knowledge. It's a wealth of experience. And, you know, I, I probably my philosophy is that, you know, each day we have, you know, uh, pretty much a, a, a high performing sporting team you know that they go out on a field you know and that's kind of how i how i look at how i run my teams you know they, they've all got different personalities they've all got different strengths and you put them in the right positions and and in front of the right clients and if they don't particularly know they can go to someone else and when you bring all that together you, your clients are in such a win-win um position you know it's any any sort of solution and we identify their issues and you know we had a really good meeting today with a client that you know, they were asking us, you know, what about this and what about this? And we just, you know, bounced a whole lot of ideas around and we came up with this amazing sort of solution for them. Um, and, you know, they didn't even know to go to the next step. They just went, let's tick it off and go with it. Like it just made sense. And, you know, that, that's kind of the benefit, I suppose. We, we've got time. Yeah, and I guess it's you're in that real sweet spot of being big enough to be able to scale across the country, but small enough to be agile. And it's quite a, it's quite a difficult place to, to stay within. Yeah, it's definitely a balancing act um, for, for sure. And as I said, with without the team around me, um, you know, it wouldn't be possible. But, you know, having Mickey, you know, support that that vision, I suppose, and my philosophy, which is a little bit out there sometimes, um, make, makes all the difference. Yeah. For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime. 3X Logic. You mentioned, you know, you're well known for talking about, you know, the shift in organized retail crime. It wasn't really acknowledged and there's become an awareness that it's a bigger and bigger problem. And I think maybe it's just the awareness of the problem. It's always been a big problem. What do you think? the organised retail crime landscape in Australia looks like. Is it getting worse or is it just retailers are paying attention to it? What was your take on it? Uh, look, it's definitely getting worse. I mean, it goes through through trends as well. Um, and that, that sort of uh, aligns with um, drugs and, and whatever drug dependency is available and around at the time. Um, you know, we, we deal with a lot of you know, drug-affected individuals and, and groups and crimes. Um, and, you know, we've seen a shift in uh, the... Uh, attitudes of some of our offenders now where their confidence level is is so big and so high that you know the older techniques that you know were once implemented by retailers is, is just not working anymore so you know it used to be that the displacement method, method I suppose where you know a retailer would almost displace a, a criminal or, a, or an offense or an offender to a different location or a different store uh, but now because of the collaborative approach now that we have 
all the retailers are getting hit. So um, when you look at the entirety of it and, you know, the, the likes of the platform of Aura and things like that are, are just amazing for us because we can now use the intelligence um, to roster in and, you know, conduct surveillance activities on, on these vendors. So, Yeah, and, and do you think, I mean, the one, my observation is, I guess once upon a time, the, the major trouble or hits, if you like, were on, you know, certain parts of certain cities, which you might class as a sort of harder neighbourhood. But it seems to be that the organised crime networks are now hitting all stores across all cities, remote and otherwise. Is that, is that your perception as well? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, spot on. Like the... the they're be becoming so transient nowadays, you know, and uh, yeah, they're able to get a vehicle or a train line or, or a tram or a bus, and, and they you can actually just see the route when you look at something like Aura. Um, you can actually just see where they've gone, and they'll either go to the west or they'll go north and, you know, et cetera. And uh, for, for us to be able to almost identify where they're going next, um, you know, that, that's, that, uh, uh, that's a big win for us. Um, the The problem that we have now is because we're getting so many new faces in that, in that uh, organised retail crime space, it's really hard to keep up. You know, they get bigger and bigger as well. And, you know, as much as we sort of lock them up or some of them are deported, et cetera, um, you know, they're just, you know, replaced straight away. So uh, it definitely doesn't stop. And, you know, it's a problem that's been around for a while. And, and as you touched on before, I think retailers now acknowledging just how big uh, uh, the problem is. Yeah, and it certainly seems that, you know, for you know, many years that, uh, you know, displace the, the troublemakers they might be categorised and send them elsewhere. But there's been a definite shift towards retailers collaborating, sharing information through platforms like Aura that you mentioned and yourselves, because we know the bad guys and girls are sharing information, you know, instantly on WhatsApp and, and groups about this store is yeah. an easy target, this is not. You know, it, it must be quite, you know, there's obviously a lot more that retailers can do to share that data, but do you feel as if there's a real will to, to collaborate more? Yeah, I think they have to. I think it's almost at that point now where, where you need to. Um, and uh, coupled with that is also law enforcement, right? When, when you've got uh, police who need the information and need that uh, evidence from, from different retailers, the more collaborative we are, the more chance of being locked up now. Uh, uh, traditionally, it was sort of all kept secret, secret, and, and I get that and I understand that and stand the reasonings. But as we see the cross divisional uh, offending, uh, you know, who are going from liquor to hardware to, to supermarkets, um, and it's the on selling. So we're really trying to look at that third party and uh, the third party receivers. So that's kind of what's driving a lot of it, right? You, you, you have, you know, your drugs, et cetera, like that, but the people who are sending them out to, you know, actually steal particular. Uh, particular products and particular stock, you know, they're the ones that we really sort of focus in on to. And, you know, uh, online selling and thing is, is huge. And, you know, for us to, um, you know, be able to make a case and build some evidence, you know, they're, as we said before, they're transient, but also those uh, third party receivers are also transient, right? So, um, yeah, it's uh, sometimes uh, chasing your tail. Yeah. And some of that, I find it, you know, the, the platforms that some of this product is sold on is so open and so, brazen but the platforms themselves you know they need to have pressure applied to them as well don't they to to come into the fight and sometimes they're not always that receptive but it needs lots of pieces of the jigsaw pulling together to to, yeah. to push back and it's an absolute big jigsaw right and and there's always 
reasons why people are selling things online as well. And you know, if you've got the right reason, um, you know, there's no real reason to 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 take the uh, the advert down, I suppose. No, sure. So look, massive, massive growth, big, uh, a big expansion recently. What's what's on the horizon for for MA? You know, is there is there another offering coming down the line? Is it more staff through the door? But what's the next sort of 12, 18 months look like? Yeah, interesting. You sort of touched on staff, right? Uh, we sort of identified that issue uh, a while back um, that, you know, having staff and having that sort of uh, uh, regeneration of, of, of team members is good. And because we've got so many different areas of the business with cleaning and electronics and, and you know, we've got a large events division as well, um, we're able to sort of move, you know, different uh, pieces of the puzzle around. Uh, but now we're sort of moved into, we've got a, an MA training academy and an RTO, which is a, a registered training organisation. So we're able to do security licences and first aids and, um, you know, uh, all sorts of certificates now too. And and the benefit of having the, uh, the training academy uh, on premise is that we can now tailor training and courses to specific clients and and you know specific sites or specific demographic and now so even um, you know specific incidents um, you know we're, we're getting a lot of swarm activity at the moment so that's kind of the new one that, that's that's crept into Australia which hasn't been around um, so you know the swarms are now so we're now developing a, a training package around around swarms and and how to best sort of combat it and for uh, uh, for for our clients so and and again um. I'm thrilled to say that uh, you're going to be joining us at uh, Retail Risk Melbourne in uh, early August at the MCG and uh, the gala dinner after afterwards. So, uh, other than your uh, smiling face on on the stand, what what can people expect from you that are going to be at that event? Uh, yeah, well, obviously we're going to run the uh, VIP champagne lounge, so uh, I can't wait to uh, to uh, start drawing some names out of a hat for that. <laughs> Uh, look, it's a really good fun part, and I think for for everyone that 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 attends, you know, retail risk and you know these uh, sort of events, it's a really good opportunity for for everyone to sort of get together and you know understand that everyone's in the same place. We're all working to to the same common goal, and you know everyone's got the same sort of um, industry knowledge, and it's just great to share it. So you know we're, we're there with with other vendors and other retailers, and and we uh, we we love chatting to everyone. Yeah, no, looking looking forward. Always a uh, a pleasure to get together, and like you say. Uh, yeah, hats off to you guys putting on the VIP lounge. I know you get the celebrity host into the meet and greet and the, the nibbles are there as well. So, uh, yeah, I'll see if I can't uh, sneak in as well for five minutes if you let me through Absolutely. the door. Um, but Cameron, for now, thank you so much uh, for taking the time uh, to join me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I wish MA and you all the success over the coming months. And I will see you at Retail Risk Melbourne early August in the flesh. Paul, well, thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Cameron. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.